Before we get started, I want to take a minute to ask you for your help. Since 2014, Ascension has been creating free Catholic YouTube videos, podcasts, and articles to help people like you discover the truth and beauty of our Catholic faith. Ascension releases 18 free videos. That's 18 free videos and podcasts every single week, and we've reached millions of people with the message of God's love. Now, while this content is free to consume, it's not free to make. So to help offset the increasing cost of production, we're asking for financial support to continue bringing this life-changing content to people who are searching for Christ. If you or someone you know has personally benefited from our work here at Ascension, please consider financially supporting this podcast and our channel. Any amount is truly appreciated and will go towards things like Ascension Presents, YouTube channel, The Bible in Your Podcast, and Ask Father Josh. To make a gift, please visit ascensionpress.com support or click the link in the description. Again, that's ascensionpress.com slash support. And whether you're able to support us financially or not, please keep our entire team in your prayers. What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is good for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. You can hit me with your own questions, comments, and critiques at www.assistionpress.com slash askfatherjosh. Questions about faith, about morality, about virtue, about friendship, and the list goes on. I will sit with your questions, pray with them, study them, and talk to friends about them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is good for you to mature as a disciple and a disciple maker. Uh, you can also Rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast formats. You can share us on your social media pages. If the show is good for you, it might be good for other people as well. On today's show, we are once again joined with my good friend, Sister Josephine Garrett of the Holy Family Sisters of Nazareth. How are you doing, sister? I am good. I've had enough coffee. I've had two cups. How many have you had? I've had three. Why are you putting me on blast? Oh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I did not mean to do that. I didn't realize that I was putting you on blast. That's just... Again, as friends, we learn more about each other over time, and I've learned something new about you today. You've learned about me today as well. So today we're going to be talking about uh, addiction to social media. <laughs> That's funny, right, because you have three cups of coffee, which you're all addicted self. Uh, so we're going to talk about addiction, to not to coffee. But to social media. To social media, right? Okay. Which is, it is a new addiction, right? And so a lot of people oh, yeah. um, are, have you ever had that experience before we get to the glory story where you have put your phone away and, well, I guess you wear a habit, so it might be different, but like as a guy, I wear pants and my phone's in my pocket. Do y'all have pockets as nuns? I have one pocket. Okay. Do <laughs> you ever like, scapular. do you ever feel like your leg buzzing and you like touch your leg and it's, there's nothing in your leg, your phone's not even on you? Oh, phantom yeah. vibrations. No, that's a... That is a clinical reality being studied because of the effect of smartphones. That's so weird. Oh, man. Well, yep. we're going to talk about all this today and more. <laughs> but before we get into the social media addiction, glory story. we want to tell you a glory story. <laughs> Me doing glory stories? Oh, it is me. Yes, I, I was it like, is I'm you. looking at you. So, me and Sister Josephine were uh, invited to speak at the National Black Catholic Congress uh, this past summer, and 
Indianapolis. Bless it. Or Washington, D.C. Oh, where were we at? That's where we were. We were in Washington, D.C. Not Indiana. <laughs> so I am so confused about life. But uh, yeah, we were in Washington, D.C. That's right. We were there. Uh, and it was super anointed. Uh, it was really, really it was great beautiful. time. beautiful. So beautiful. So many, so many gifts. Uh, so, so good to, to be there for fellowship and the mm-hmm. masses and adoration and the talks. Adoration. So remember Father Johnny? Whenever the Holy Spirit took over. Oh my, we have to tell them the story. So there's adoration at the National Black Catholic Congress. And Father Ajani was serving at the altar, Father Josh. And was it Father McKenzie? No, it was me and Father Ajani. Uh, and who and was the other priest? Father Dwayne Davis. So Father Davis. Dwayne Davis exposed the blessed sacrament. And you Father gave Ajani a meditation. sang and I, I gave a meditation. Well, Father Ajani was there to serve at the altar. Correct. But then he went spontaneously and grabbed a microphone and sang Total Praise, which I mean, Total Praise is like the blackity, blackityest, blackity gospel songs. How does but it go? I you're, mean, you're, I don't even want to do it. I don't want to not do it justice. It's this. It's a slow, meditative song. It's Lord, I will lift my eyes to the hills. It keeps going, knowing my help comes from you, and then. The choir joins mm. in at the point where it's, mm. you are the source of my strength, right? Yes. Uh, it's just this incredible the song. Spirit took over, y'all. Descended on this place. So Father's Glory Story is about feedback he got at the National Black Catholic Congress. Okay, so I guess we go there, but like, long story short, like the, 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 the shek in the cloud came down, and we all, like, <laughs> we were already on our knees because the Lord was present in the Blessed Sacrament, but like, it was Palpable. Um, but yeah, so at the, at the, the Congress, uh, we, uh, myself and a number of other young priests were giving a talk on priesthood, vocations of priesthood. And a woman at the end of it, we were taking questions and she gave, got up to give her testimony. And she shared her testimony that she was going through depression and she was experiencing, she had never been depressed in her entire life and she was experiencing profound anxiety. She was not able to sleep at night. And one of her restless nights, she went on YouTube and she found a video that I recorded with Ascension Presents years ago on uh, how to battle using scripture. And so she watched this video and she began to apply the video and the depression and the anxiety lifted uh, through the word of God. Um, and so she, uh, it was just a very beautiful, because th- we don't really know the fruit. We don't, we don't do what we do to ever see the fruit. We do it to glorify God, to build up the church, to edify the kingdom, to form saints. But it's always a gift whenever we're able to hear from somebody how the fruit of our prayer, the fruit of our work has impacted their lives. Yeah. And so, it's like a, like a little bonus. It was. Yeah, it's not it's, to be expected. We call it Louisiana Lanyap. It's a little, what's it called? Lanyap, like extra. Extra? Yeah, Lanyap. I say lanyap. that word often and I forget that people ain't from here. They're like, what? What are you talking about? Lanyap. lanyap. I'd be like, what'd you call me? Yeah. Joe <laughs> Lanyap. I love that glory story. I got to be there to see that woman very spontaneously and sincerely offer her gratitude. It was beautiful. It was very beautiful. I was very mm-hmm. grateful to God um, that I was able to be an instrument uh, for her and um, through him and by him. So with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into our topic, addiction to social media.
right. So, Father, we have a lot of addiction to social media in our age. How do we address this loneliness that we are experiencing? Well, I think as I prayed with this, and I told Sister Josephine, I said, you know, like when I went to prayer, the first image I had, shocker, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I'm drawn to Jesus, right? Look, at, I did a retreat Mother Della once, and she said, uh, for the whole retreat, she wanted me to just look at Jesus in the Gospels. How did he walk? How did he talk? How did he pray? How did he minister? How did he listen? How did he speak? What questions did he ask? I just focus on, on Jesus because he becomes the model, right? People want Jesus. And so if I'm going to give him Jesus, um, I have to really, really be intimate with the Lord. And so when I look at Jesus, I see a God who, because he's God, right? He's a divine person. He has a human nature, divine nature. He's a divine person though. Jesus, when he came here, he could have been everywhere all at once, Right, Padre Pio bilocated, uh, St. Martin de Porres trilocated. Did you know trilocated? I didn't know that. Trilocated. Wow. Right? Doing the That's most. Excellence right there. <laughs> so, but Jesus, like, when he came here, he was focused for 30 years on his family, on Mary and on Joseph. He was in Bethlehem, he was in, in Nazareth. Nazareth. Yeah. Like, That's where he was at for 30 years. And then after that, his three year ministry began. And for three years, he had like the 72 disciples who he spent like a little bit of time with, the 12 disciples who he spent like a lot more time with. And then within the 12 disciples, he had the three who he really invested in like intentional relationship with, sharing his heart at a deeper level, investing his life with them. He could have been with all people at the same time whenever he came down because he's God, but he didn't choose to do that. And as disciples of Jesus Christ, I think I know we're supposed to be looking at him and to get the model, like this is this is who we not only imitate, but who we participate in his life. And with social media, we have the capacity to be all over the world, to be in, attuned to everything all at once. And that's just, it, it, it can become such a distraction, I think, that we're not focused on the person right in front of us and developing real relationships with people right here in our midst, because we're focusing on relationships with people people all over the world who we don't even really know. Um, and they don't really know us because all they do is they see a mask of us. They see a presentation of us. And I think that could be very dangerous, but it, it also lends to addiction because with algorithms and the way that social media can manipulate reality, we begin to follow people who are just like us, who think <laughs> like us. Create little chambers. A yeah. little echo chambers. Yeah. And yeah, you're basically. So there's a couple things, like, I'll, like there's things I want to add, but... A part of what you said, something that's been like a thread that's been in my prayer probably for the last like two or three weeks, and I found myself now saying it out loud more to others, is this like to remember like so Jesus is the revelation, right, of what was always coming in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. But we can even look back to the Old Testament and see that God's great plan for salvation was always beginning small and sim simple in its nature, right? So Adam and Eve were one couple. Mm. We're going to be the, the parents of all. And, you know, when Noah's Ark, it was one family on that boat, right? Like it's just, and the Christ himself began as like a seed in the womb of Mary. And so we sometimes think like for great things to happen, it has to be big, but scripture, the word of God and salvation history teaches us otherwise, that there is a salvific, there's a salvific character for the entire world that's present in an immediate relationship. Mm. And so I think like you were talking about intentional relationships and the good of them, but I think sometimes I wish we 
we're more present to the fact that like it's relationships that make saints. Mm-hmm. It's relationships where we, you know, work out and receive the graces of God to help us to be saints, you know, to be in heaven. And so like be, the willingness to abide with the people right around us and that to be our primary focus, mm-hmm. what's at stake is like our salvation in that. Yeah. And we're created for community, right? right. Which is what social media proposes that it offers to us it proposes a connection Mm -hmm. and there is a connection and so there's this great clinician he's a counselor like a counselor clinician a psychologist but he focuses on like neurobiology and he's got great work out there for like parents raising teens and the neurobiology of being a teenager and he has great things to say about the complexity with social media, right? We don't, it's not some kind of pure evil, mm-hmm. right? Because Correct. It, it is. So we can evangelize. We can, we can evangelize. Yeah. Encourage. And like people are made for connection. And so it gives this possibility of connection, but a little, like a little science to help us understand who we are, mm-hmm. right? To like connect us to the Christian anthropology. When I am before a person and they're talking to me and I'm talking to them, like, Everything that's not said, like every movement their face makes, what their hands do. You and I were talking to your seminarian earlier. I saw him cross his arms in front of himself. I could tell he was becoming like uncomfortable in our conversation with that body language. So there's all these things that some of it I don't even perceive consciously, but my brain does. And the way this clinician describes that is when I'm sitting across from a person and I'm encountering them and they're encountering me, all those nonverbals are giving me an actual texture like lived experience of the other and helping me to grow a greater capacity for empathy. Mm. And we know if we're going to be good followers of Jesus Christ, we need to love. Yeah. You know, we need to know how to love and we need to understand the folks we accompany and the folks that we run alongside. And so what social media is doing, it ought not replace encounter. But in some cases, it is replacing encounter. And and some folks are actually making it the sum of their ministerial work, Mm -hmm. like to be on the Internet. And so the reason it's highly addictive is because like you can stick two people in a functional MRI machine and I can give one of them heroin and I can have another one of them watch get likes, like watch themselves receive likes on social media Mm -hmm. and the exact same areas in the brain will fire is the one I gave the heroin to and the one who's watching themselves get likes. So the reason it's addicting is because there is an excessive amount of dopamine released in the brain Mm -hmm. when I'm affirmed on social media. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the levels of dopamine are so high, they're higher than the normal activities that I would do in daily life to get dopamine, which makes them less attractive to me. So can I jump in here? Yeah. I think this is where it comes down to the interior life. Like everything's connected to our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so if, and so Jesus Christ, let's go back to the gospel again, for three years, he was hidden. He did not participate in public ministry. And then at the but bat- his family life was absolutely a ministry oh my to the gosh. world. Yeah, yeah, and it was necessary, and it's something we should imitate. So then he is baptized by his cousin John in the Jordan River, and when he's baptized by his cousin John, God the Father speaks over him, and God the Father says, "I delight in you. You're my beloved son." And it was the Father's delight that dictated 
everything that Jesus Christ did throughout his journey toward Jerusalem. And he kept, even the scripture says he went back, he went back to the place where he was baptized throughout mm. the scripture. So it was like, he was going back to that place where my father delights in me. Whenever he was, took his disciples to the top of Mount Tabar, the father said the same thing again, I delight in my son, right? Listen to him. Uh, he would always go away and, and receive that. And so it wasn't the opinions of others. It wasn't affirmation. It wasn't approval. It wasn't fear that dictated his discernment. It was the father's love. And so I think if we're not rooted in the, un, like the, the, this, that, that gift of the father's love for me, if I don't know that and experience that daily, and if I don't seek to encounter that love daily, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to seek it out online where these strangers who I do not know are going to like and share and retweet and comment. And that's what's getting, that's what I'm, I'm getting energy from that. I'm getting sustenance from that as opposed to that place where I'm created to get it from, which is my relationship with the father. And when, even when I get the likes from people, it's never enough. So I have to, I have to no. do another tweet. Yeah. I have to do another comment. I have to do another, another post. And because I'm not allowing the father to do what, what he wants to do, which is to be the one to give me that love. And so I think this also comes back to one of the reason, reasons why so many people are addicted is because we are lacking in the interior life. And I you know I have, as you talk, I experience compassion for the listener because, uh, you know, they may be sitting there like, well, how do I do an interior life? You know, and it is to go and sit before the Lord. If you can in the Blessed Sacrament, begin with five minutes if you've never done that mm -hmm. before and then grow from that five to 10 to 15. And if Bring you can't a do it for journal, Blessed Sacrament, just do open that your in Bible. Your house. Do yeah, it in your, yeah, create, yeah, wherever. And in a space, set aside a space in your home for the Lord. We set aside spaces in our home for so many things. Mm -hmm. uh, set aside even just a corner or a table in your home for the Lord. Go there, open your Bible, read something. And then see what comes to your mind and heart and like honor your humanity. So in the sense that like God can communicate with us through affect or through intellect or, you know, through physical senses in our body. Like yeah, when I that. read that, you mm -hmm. know, does my chest feel cool or warm as I read what I read? Do I feel anxious when I read what I read? Do I feel joy? What do I think about when I read what I read in scripture? Be there for however long is practical for you at this time in your formation and prayer. And then in the end of it, jot something down. The Lord will not fail you if you make a sincere offering of yourself in prayer. I have a client right now, and we keep coming back to this, who like received and the Lord like the world affirms, right? The world is full of affirmation statements. The Lord confirms. This is what the Lord does, like confirms you and who you are and your mm. identity. And so, like, if we continue, like Father is saying, to abide before the Father, we're supposed to be delighted. You know, God created dopamine in the brain, mm -hmm. right? Gave us that so that we would seek connection and seek relationships. That's mm -hmm. why we have those chemicals in our brain to help govern our seeking of relationships so that we might be saints. And so those experiences can be had in prayer. Like the Lord is not going to fail you and then be a good steward of yourselves because the folks who created social media don't have our human formation and our good in mind. And so they make those things to almost compete with our ability to be affirmed and confirmed before the Lord. One of the cool things about most of our, our like our smartphones now is they would tell us how long we've been on they social will. media. They will. They'll call you out. And so, 
a, a practical yeah. tool that people can do as we try to like uh, break away from addictions to, to social media is to look at the amount of hours spent, if there was hours or minutes, <laughs> whatever it was, and say, if I could give social Start media this it. many minutes, well, before I reduce that, I'm going to give that many minutes to reading scripture. <laughs> if, I can, fair. if I can scroll That's a fair these fallible, uninspired words <laughs> <laughs> on social media, then I could do the same thing with the word of God. Yeah. And then if I, and if I, and then whatever it is, or on the flip side is, if I'm going to give the word of God 15 minutes, social media gets 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and that way we begin to break away because the word of God begins to combat the amount of time we're spending with scripture. One of my, my friends, he had a rule that he got from his spiritual director was for every, for every negative comment he ever said about somebody, he had to pray 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So for like one negative comment, it was 10. If he ended up saying multiple negative comments, it might be an hour. He was like, well, I can't pray that much during the day. Like, and he's like, so I, got, I got to stop talking about people. Like, <laughs> exactly. about people. My spiritual director once, I came in a spiritual director complaining about the sisters. I lived with 16 sisters at that time. Ooh, and I was like, hey, Ain't it? Okay. It's a whole lot of personalities up in that 16. So I came in with my litany of complaints about the sisters and this one and that one and see what she did and see what had happened. And I can't stand her. He cut our spiritual direction short and made me go down to the chapel and pray for each one of the sisters individually by name and thank God for a particular gift in them. Oh, I love that. Child, I never. (laughs) I never complained again. (laughs) Not like the way I was. But yes, like to Father's point, like just like it's not social media is not evil in and of itself, but the way that it was made was not made necessarily with our good in mind Mm. and our formation and virtue and our journey to be saints. Mm -hmm. And so just to remember, it needs to be handled with temperance because it was not made to contribute to our holiness. Yeah. Um, And so to approach it with moderation and discernment. Father, there was something else I wanted to say. I, I would encourage you not to spend much time abiding with the content on folks of in, on the internet who all they do it's is complaining. content. Well, no, let me finish. All they do is content on the internet. If that person that oh, you're following ooh. doesn't have a ministry Come on. Uh, where they're encountering folks in Real the people. local land that they're in Come and on. the majority of their ministry is on the internet, I would just caution you because that's not what we were made for and I do not believe that's the stance that all our ministries should come from but I I just really want to start to caution people because sometimes we have these personalities who are garnering so much support on the internet and then when you look at their lives in the land where God has placed them they don't know their own people in their own land (laughs) they don't know the people in the land they don't maybe work at the parish or serve at the parish or just encounter folks Mm -hmm. locally face to face like Father Josh said like the Lord did. I was reading my reflection today from my little daily reflection booklet. This is said from Pope Francis. Mm. He said, we should not consider the hidden life of Jesus as a preparatory stage to the public life. Rather, it is the very synthesis of the whole life of the Lord. And so that life that he had that was not public, where he was with his family and his cousins and the folks in Nazareth and growing Mm. and and doing life, it's not some kind of pregame to what really mattered. Mm. Pope Francis said, it's the very synthesis of the whole life of the Lord. And so I just want to say that about social media to like uh, be discerning with how much authority we're given to folks who 
um, are not investing themselves and, in local relationships. And I'll add this piece before we, because we're going to keep going on and on. But I'll add this as well, <laughs> is that it's important to pay attention to what are the effects in my heart after I spend time yeah. on the, the, the people who I follow on social media. Am I inspired to, to be more patient and more kind and more virtuous? Um, or do I tend to brood after I spend Am time? Am I angry? Do I yeah. engage the vice of wrath, pride? Do I become a know-it-all? Do I become envious, Irritable. lust? Yeah, all, all the different things, like yeah, condemning of others. If I'm not becoming, if the fruits of the spirit are not operative in my life after I spend time on my social media page, that's a sign from the Lord that that page is not for me. So I'm going to challenge Ascension Press, Father Josh. I'm going to challenge y'all. Notice I ain't challenging myself. I think someone needs to create a little pamphlet for discerning social media use. Like just a little something where I can say like, you know, what kind of time? How is the time I'm spending comparable Mm -hmm. to the time I'm praying? Time I'm with real people. Who do I... Like whose content do I look at the most and what are what happens in me, right? So like discerning the movements of my heart, what happens in my heart after I take in their content, what goes on in my feelings, what goes on intellectually, what goes on in my body, what goes on in my behaviors. Um, I just think it's really important to discern that. And to Father's point, like, yeah, folks who are complaining all the time on the internet, it's probably not the best content to take in. I agree. So with that being said, we're going to take a break. And then we're going to talk about a saint who used the internet really, really well and uh, and learn from that saint how we can uh, continue to be missionary disciples, even on the web. See you soon. Hello, my name is Father Mark Toops, author of the Rejoice Advent Meditation Series. And if this Advent you are looking for a peaceful encounter with God, I invite you to order a copy of Rejoice, an Advent pilgrimage into the heart of Scripture, year B. You can find out more at rejoiceprogram.com. God bless you. <laughs> and we are back. Sister Josephine, you want, you want to tag team this with me? Tag team what? The, the welcome back intro. Oh, welcome back to Ask Father Josh, where and Father Josh Josephine. will receive your <laughs> questions and answers to him to the, to the best of his abilities. He is not infallible, so if what he says or what I say does not feel like it fits for you, then feel free to... To what's the word you usually use at that to point? Throw it in the trash. To put it in the trash. If you have more comments or questions, you can... Send those to us at ascension.com slash. Uh-uh, no, just stop right there. Just stop right there. Stop right there. <laughs> I tried. That's, that's fine. You can, you can send your comments to God in prayer, and God will tell us what to say next. All right. So, really? Look, yeah, I believe in the power of prayer. So, uh, God communicates through apparitions. Child. So, we are back, and uh, I think you're going to take the lead for this for this saint for today. Yes, we're not doing the guessing game, though. Uh, can we, I go right here? We know in? who it is. Yeah, let's talk okay. about it. Um, Blessed Carlo Acutis is our saint for today. Who is he? Who is he? Uh, A young saint, a modern saint. He is incorrupt. He's an incorrupt saint. Which means his body never decayed. His body did not decay. And so his body, his undecayed body is right now. And it's it's actually, I believe right now, open for viewing in a CC. Um, Right down the street from St. Clair. Right down the street from St. Clair. So... An Italian young man who was absolutely devoted to prayer and had a deep devotion to the Eucharistic Lord, 
prayed the rosary every day, went to mass daily, and also made time for adoration each day. But he also liked to play video games, and he in uh, moderation. In he, moderation, yeah. yeah and he virtuous. he did not let that overtake his prayer time, right? Mm-mm. And he built a website to help share Eucharistic miracles and other information about the Eucharist. And what he said was to always be close to Jesus. That's my life plan. Mm. That's a quote from Blessed Carlo Acuti. So I've had an opportunity before to pray before a first class relic of his. Um, I think they're doing working on seeing if his mother could be here in the United States for uh, the National Eucharistic Revival. So I think there's a hope for that. And so, yeah, Blessed Carlo Acuti. So I think he's just a great example that media, online content, social media, all of that stuff is not inherently evil. But we can become cooperators with evil if we do not put it in its right place and put the Lord in the in the place that's due to him above and beyond that. So blessed Carlo Acutis. Pray for us. With that being said, until we see you next time, we will see you in the Eucharist. Deuces. God bless. Thank you.